you'll be able to get a good fee for whatever it is. So uh, don't, don't worry too much. Uh, that's uh, the, everybody's, uh, somebody's interested in everything. And anything you can be interested in, you'll find others will. But it's absolutely stupid to spend your time doing things you don't like. Hello, and welcome back to our manifestation journey. My name is Mickey. My name is Sam. We are two sisters who live together with our husbands and children and who document our play with the law of attraction. Welcome back to the show. Um, a lot has happened <laughs> since the last episode. Man, curveballs, am I right? The mm-hmm. universe is... Like, we just think we have all of these ideas of how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. And the universe is just sitting on the sidelines like, you're cute. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, I had so many plans. <laughs> I know. So, if you're not aware yet, if you're not following us on Instagram and you just follow us through the podcast, um, then you might not know yet that I had my baby three weeks early. Um, so we recorded the last episode on the Friday and he came the next day. Yeah. The Saturday night. Crazy. Yeah. So we had this new episode go out on the Monday (laughs) and he arrived. And I mean, you can go back and listen to the last episode. I I had plans. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of expectations on how the whole thing was going to go. It did not go that way. Mm. Um, so this episode is going to be all about that, how it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, my thoughts and feelings around that, um, lessons. I don't know. It's, I mean, we've used this before in a OMJ episode where, where like labor is the perfect metaphor for manifestation. Yes. Um, and it is. In this sense as well, but kind of in a different way. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the birth story. I feel like we should just jump into it. And yeah. then I can just spill the beans on my thoughts on the whole thing. Afterwards or during. or I don't know. I don't really have a plan for this. But we'll just share the birth story. Um, so like I said, we recorded on that Friday. That Saturday, mm-hmm. I spent a good chunk of the day finishing a video project that has been in the works for a year and a half. That's true. And it felt so good to finish it. I finished it at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I literally had this feeling of relief. Like yeah. it was like, oh, okay, that's done. Awesome. Are you bringing me tea? That's so nice. Do you want to say hi to OMJ listeners? Hello, Thank you for the tea. Mm-hmm. That's very nice of you. Um, oh, I'm going to take a sip of this because he went out of his way to make me tea. Mm. It's delicious. Um, yeah, so where was I? What was I saying? You're, You're going to have to help me. I've got baby brain. Finishing up a video. Yes. And you felt relief. I did. I felt like... Oh, Mm-hmm. It's like my subconscious was like, okay, good, we're good, let's go, you know, or the baby, or whatever. Like, the timing of that kind of blows my mind a little bit because that was the most stressful thing on my plate mm-hmm. before the baby c- comes came. Um, and I have another video project that I had three weeks to complete, so I was like, you know, I would, I, I have three weeks like mm-hmm. before the due date, and my first, my oldest, George, who's four now, he came. Um, four days late 
And then my second came four days early. So I figured this one was going to come like maybe a week early. Like that's what I was thinking, like a week to 10 days early. So I gave myself, you know, a buffer space of like two and a half weeks to like get this other project done. So I was feeling really good about it. And (laughs) if you have been following us on Instagram, you will have seen my documentation of the lengths I was going to, Mm -hmm. to turn this baby. Mm -hmm. So he's been breached since before Christmas. Mm -hmm. And the midwives were like, he's still small. Like there's lots of room in there. He could flip. Like, don't worry about it. So it's like, all right. And then after Christmas, we go to the midwife appointment. They're like, okay, still breached. Like if you really want the home birth that you're dreaming of, you're going to have to turn him. So his head is down because midwives are not trained on how in Canada anyway, on how to deliver breach at home. Um, even if you go to the hospital, it's hard to find an OB that's trained in delivering vaginal breach births, which I mean, I could go on a whole other side tangent on Mm -hmm. how much this bothers me. Mm -hmm. Um, just because there's lots of midwives who are trained on how to do it. Like in North America, they're just harder to like find. They're more like private or freelance. Um, so, like, you can, like, seek someone out kind of thing. But, like, in lots of countries around the world, it's very normal. Like, vaginal breech birth is not a big deal. It's just, it's a whole thing. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it because it's it's going to take a lot of my energy. But it's frustrating to me that um, home vaginal breach isn't normalized and educated on. And I just think it would empower a lot more mothers. But that's neither here nor there. I'll come back to my thoughts on that in a minute. (laughs) So um, anyway, they're like, you need to spin this baby. He needs to be head down if you want to deliver at home. And I have been dreaming about this home birth Mm -hmm. for years. Like, I mean, you started with George. Yeah, I tried to have a home birth with George. Yeah. And uh, he ended up in emergency C-section. And then Charles was, he was head down the whole time. And I was able to have a VBAC, which is vaginal birth after C-section. I was able to have that in the hospital, but I wanted that at home. Mm -hmm. I wanted the home experience of like, you know, delivering a baby in your house with your loved ones and then crawling into bed after and having a shower in your house. You know, like I just wanted that comfort that Mm -hmm. and that empowerment that I did it by myself Mm -hmm. at home without machines and like shit Mm -hmm. and IV, you know, like I just wanted to be at home. Anyway, so I was working around, I was working hardcore. Like I booked acupuncture appointments. um, And so I had gone to two before, uh, I guess, before he was born. Um, I was doing inversion positions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like hanging myself upside down, basically, (laughs) in like various positions to try Mm -hmm. and get him to flip. We were doing the, um, it's another acupuncture treatment, but it's not actually, it doesn't actually touch your skin, but you burn uh, moxie something. I can't remember what it's called. Mugwort is the herb uh, yeah, that's okay. in it, but yeah. it's like moxie something. Somebody okay. listening knows exactly what it is and is yelling at me right now. Um, so yeah, you're supposed to burn that. <laughs> kind of like burning, if you picture a cigar, Yes. Burning at the corner of your nail on your pinky toe. That's so amazing. And you'd have to do it for 20 minutes on each side. Mm -hmm. 
they, they recommend twice a day. We only did it once a day. Maybe we should have done it twice a day. Um, it reeks. It makes everything smell so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was our little ritual. We'd watch White Lotus and he would burn my toes. And mm-hmm. it was like, we were calling it toe smoking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to smoke toes. It's like a little date ritual. Anyways, we were doing that every night. Like I was taking um, this like supplement. I can't remember what it's called now baby brain man it's real um anyway pulling all the stops doing all the things um and then full well thinking i had a couple of weeks to pull this off yeah right like Mm -hmm. there's no reason it shouldn't work yeah be fine so i went to the midwives and they were like "Mm, nope he's still not head down like keep doing what you're doing and like okay so then i booked all these appointments for last week last week yeah. So I booked yeah. a chiropractic appointment. I booked a, an immersion spa appointment um, to like float because mm-hmm. apparently that's worked for women. Another acupuncture appointment um, and a Reiki with Skylar. Like I was like, I'm getting all the help I can get. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, let's do this. Um, but yeah, I went to bed on Saturday night at I think it was like 11 and I woke up at one and Mason, I guess, had just jumped into bed. Yeah. Did he have a still, fire call? What did he, what, why was he awake? I don't know, but I was still awake. Oh, maybe it was a football game. I can't remember what it was. It, yeah. Cause it would have been, well, it was Saturday yeah. night. Yeah. And I was in my room. I was reading and I had Star Wars on, yeah. which has become a, <laughs> it's a theme with labor and babies and like news about babies yeah it's been a star wars has been a theme of your birth stories birth stories yeah Yeah. so i mean obviously i didn't think that at the time i wasn't thinking about that at all i just had star wars on in the background on like silent while i was reading i don't know Mm -hmm. why i just Mm -hmm. was like oh i don't (laughs) whatever i can't explain it i just did that and then I didn't even fall asleep. Nick was next to me. Um, and he says, so when is Mickey due? I'm like, kind of like two weeks from now. Like, I mean, you guys say it's three. it was three weeks, mm-hmm. but anyways, just the way that the calendar was, I was like, it's kind of like two weeks. And he's like, oh, so she could go like any minute. I'm like, <laughs> technically, yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, okay. Prophetic words. I know, right? You just don't, they they don't mean anything. In the moment. No, No. why would they? And so he's like, okay. So then he falls asleep. I can't, I'm still kind of awake. And then I hear commotion out in the hallway. Like I can just hear, I thought maybe Mason had a fire call, Mm. but there was so much commotion. It wasn't one set of footsteps. No, there was like stuff. So I just like got up and went into the hallway (laughs) mom was up and you're like my water yeah broke. so I I was it, yeah it was like one in the morning on the nose actually yeah um where I woke up to like water but it was a weird feeling because with George it was like a pop mm-hmm. like it was like and then water but this was just like am I peeing mm. was I dreaming about peeing what and then it just kept coming it was really slow mm-hmm. and it just kept coming and coming and I'm like uh, so I think I was just like, uh, what's happening? <laughs> that was my reaction. Uh, what is happening? And Mace is like, what? Like he just jumped really quickly, like heard me. What? And I'm like, 
I don't, something's happening. And he's like, baby. And I said, yes. And he said, okay. And like the way he said it was like, it's like he got into like his paramedic mode or his like first responder mode. Uh He was like, okay. Like, it was just like, I am in action now. Like, <laughs> popped right out of bed. Uh, how do we call the midwives? Do we need to get things? Um, are we, what time's the next ferry? Like, he was just like in like, do, 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 like soldier mode. And I'm yeah. like, still kind of asleep. And I'm like, I'm rolling over. I'm like, page of midwives. And he's like, asking me questions. And I'm like, we need to page the midwives. We need to, like, it's like I had one goal in my fuzzy haze. It was like, just get to your phone. So got the pager number. Page the midwives, and you can tell we definitely woke our midwife. Her name's Alicia. I woke her up, and she's like, "Hello!" <laughs> like, instantly, you're like, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, uh, "I think my water broke. Like, it doesn't." And I'm, you're like smelling it. You're like, "I didn't pee my pants. I don't think I did." And there's that feeling. You know what it feels like when you're going pee. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like that, but there's all this water. So you're like. So you second guess yourself a lot because you're like, this is what? Like, and you're like, you're pregnant. Your water broke, obviously, right? Like, in high, like you know, one in the morning, though. You're just kind of like, this be? I'm like, <laughs> I'm Have pregnant. you ever peed your pants and not known what you're doing? Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, obviously, that's what's happening. So she's like, very calmly, she's like, yep, I'm going to recommend that you get the next ferry. Is there a ferry? And can you get there? And I was like, the ferry leaves and less than half an hour because at this point it's like 102 or whatever and the, the last ferry leaving the island is at 130 so she's like if you can catch it catch it and i'll meet you at the hospital and we're like awesome okay so instantly in my head i'm like and the game is over here we go all like, of that all of the, yeah i did so much prep for this i know and it was like game over yeah like, I, and I knew it. So I'm like packing a bag and Mason, um, fortunately got the number of the ferry. Like you can actually call the office on the ferry. Mm-hmm. So, um, he called them and said like, you know, my wife's in labor. We're coming down. If you can hold the boat, that would be great. So <laughs> we, don't, we are not ready. Like they yeah. say that too. like all the apps, they're like, you know, at week 32, they're like, put the car seat in the car, like pack your hospital bag, like all the things that you're supposed to be doing. And I'm like, this is the third one. We're fine. Like he's not coming for another two weeks. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, boy, was I wrong. So (laughs) I'm like, oh my God. So we're throwing stuff into a bag, which like, I didn't pack anything that I didn't pack nursing bras. I didn't pack underwear. That's going to like go over my stomach like I was dumb like I didn't pack well, the things that I, I needed mean, yeah obviously in a hurry yeah. I just You're, packed exactly it's just in a hurry I just yeah and I was trying stupid. to help you mm-hmm. I mean it's so funny because like the nursery isn't set up no they have no access to new baby clothes no. we have all these things in the house yeah but where are they <laughs> So like running around and you had a baby shower literally a week before. Yeah. So I was grabbing things out of the the baby shower gifts, baby shower gifts because they oh were right God. there. So oh I like God. grabbed the newborn outfit that yeah, you got and like, and like diapers and like and they, we we, there was diapers. We, like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, we not, didn't pack diapers. I don't think. Yeah, you did. Did we? Yeah. I mean, I. Oh, you did. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember seeing diapers. Uh, yeah. But I'm also thinking like. Okay, wait a minute. Are we gonna 
end up staying like I don't know in my delirious state I'm like are we gonna end up staying there like how many days do I need to pack for what if I don't need to pack for multiple days what if we're just there for a couple like I just didn't know you just don't know yeah anyway threw a bunch of shit in a bag Mason did end up getting the car seat in the car yeah which is impressive Mm -hmm. um yeah I think I I don't know if I put a pad on I think I put a pad on and then um yeah we we were leaving. We were about to go out the door, and yeah. you're like, "Do you want me to come?" And yeah. I was like, "Yes, yeah. I think that that's a good idea." Yeah, and we're fortunate too that we can just pick up and leave. Like, mom's here. Yeah, right. Like, because yeah. there's lots of people that have kids that couldn't just up and leave in half an hour in the night and not yeah. have someone be here for the kids. Yeah. Um, but Nick and mom were here, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we went out the door and we got on the ferry, and it was a lot of what the fuck. <laughs> Yes. I think it was like every third sentence. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is yeah. happening? Where Where the fuck are we? Yeah. Why are we on the boat? This is not part of my birth story. Yeah. Well, and also just kind of like rolling back on this same day, it was a, we went for a walk. Hmm. Do you remember this? Like we went yeah. for a walk. We went for a quiet <laughs> walk in the Beautiful. snow. Beautiful walk with the sun and I remember saying like I'm so looking forward to meeting him mm-hmm. and then we walk back to the house you well, finish this video I sat on the the bank there and like looked out at the water yeah. and that was a lot of me like just trying to surrender to the plan yeah because I was really frustrated the days leading up like I was yeah. he wasn't turning and I the day before is when I actually went in forgot to mention this I think this is an important part um, where you go to an OB and they manually try to turn the baby, yeah, which was very painful. Yeah. Like it is not a fun experience. Um, but I was willing to do whatever it took mm-hmm. to get his head down. It was mm-hmm. like, sign me up for whatever it takes. Um, so yeah, they tried multiple times and they couldn't get him to turn. And they said, you know, go back and do all the things that you're planning on doing and come back and we'll try again. And I'm like, this sounds like a great idea. Like I'll go do chiropractic and I'll go to the foot spa and I'll do acupuncture and then we'll try again. Like that sounds great. Um, yeah. So we didn't get to try again, but no, anyway. Like, yeah. But, sorry. I think it may have had an effect on it. Like yes. he's just like, mm, you know, yeah. like it could have just upset what's going on in there. And yeah. maybe that's why he came early. Anyway. But yeah, but that, that day was hard. It was real. The next day was really hard that, for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like this defeated kind of feeling. Yeah. And then we went for that walk and it was like. It was a really beautiful day. And yeah. I was just trying to surrender to the plan. Yeah. Just being like. Mm. And then later that night, <laughs> we are on a ferry. Yeah. All looking at each other. Okay. This is happening now. Yeah. And my contractions are coming, but they're very like mild and mm-hmm. like far apart. Mm-hmm. So that was comforting to me too. It wasn't like stepping into high gear quickly. Mm-hmm. And I know that was because of my energy as well. Like I know enough about labor, like my stress is high. Mm-hmm. I'm in this position of like, nope, nope, like not now. And I think that, excuse me, if I was at home and I had my water had broken, I'd be like, let's do this. Like mm-hmm. I'd be in a comfortable, you know, chill mm-hmm. space. But I was like, I know enough about my body that I was like, no, the, oh, the, like, there's no way this is going to progress quickly because I don't feel safe yet. Right. Because you're on a ferry. Because I'm on a ferry. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you're not coming out <laughs> yet. Yeah. Um, but the whole ride on the ferry, I, I was surrendering to what the inevitable. 
Mm. Like heading over to a hospital Mm -hmm. with a breech baby. (laughs) I'm like, well, we all know how this ends. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. In this area of the world. Yeah. Um, And so that, I don't know. I think part of what I was experiencing during the day, that surrender mode. Yeah. um, You can go back and listen to my thoughts on the miscarriage that I had last year. Uh, There's a whole episode on it. Um, But that, um, what I learned from the miscarriage is, or what I, what I perceived it to be, or the lessons that I took away from it were, it's not my call. Mm -hmm. And that alone brings as a mother, as a pregnant mother, as someone who is building a person and responsible for bringing life into the world if you can get behind the idea of it's not up to me, mm-hmm. it takes all the pressure off. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe this. I believe that we all choose how we enter this world, mm-hmm. when, where, to who we choose. So if you choose to come in and then bail, <laughs> right? Like as a miscarriage, mm-hmm. um, it's not the mother's fault. It's the soul's choice. Mm-hmm. So, that was a very valuable and almost empowering thought mm-hmm. heading to the hospital. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, listen, I have given this child so many opportunities to turn. Mm-hmm. I have, I have, I have invested in a week more of opportunities to turn. Mm-hmm. And he is just not interested mm-hmm. in what I want. <laughs> He does not care mm-hmm. what I want. Mm-hmm. So the, these are the thoughts that's going around in my head, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, this baby gets to choose. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I literally have done everything I can think of up until this point. Mm-hmm. And I have all these plans for next week. And he's just not biting. He yeah. doesn't give a shit about my plan. Yeah. So these are the thoughts that are going around in my mind. I'm just, I'm slowly just relaxing into the inevitable. Yeah. And not fighting it. Yeah. I'm just like, well, pfft. like there's only so much I can do about this. Yeah. So we get to the other side. We get to the hospital and like what? It's like five minute drive. Yeah. From the so we're in the hospital room. You're kind of settled in, in the room. Settled is like, you know. Well, I had to we're get in conversations with people, but it was two in the morning that we were. By the time we got there. Yeah. We're in yeah. the hospital. Yeah. It was like we when we parked outside. It was the weirdest feeling. Like I'm continuing, my water's still breaking. Yeah. It's like wetting my pants, like going to such a weird (laughs) feeling like that, that you have no control. It's just like, it's still coming. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, Mason pulls up a wheelchair and I'm like, all I'm concerned about is my water on this wheelchair. It's like, uh, you're in labor. Like they're pretty fucking used to this. The wheelchair has had this. They're going to, they're going to clean it. Like don't worry. Anyway. So funny what you prioritize, eh? I'm just like, um, yeah. can we get a napkin? Anyway, yeah. So we get up there, and it, but it was very like relaxed. Like we wheel up there, and I'm I'm still having mild contractions, but they're not, yeah, freaking me out. No. We get in, and our Alicia's there, and there's like a whole team of people. It was like an OB and a resident and nurse, and like it's like a big group of people. Um, and of course they're just, you can feel the, like, what's the word? 
they know what my birth plan was. I'm trying to have a home birth on Wolf Island. They're yeah. like, what kind of, you know, wild child witch is, are we dealing with here? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're they're expecting me to be resistant mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. as they should mm-hmm. be. Um, so I'm feeling that from them. Like I'm just like, <sighs> I know you feel like you're going up against somebody right now, yeah. right? And like the way they were speaking to me they're like <laughs> oh my god like um they're like so here are our options um if he's breached then we recommend a c-section i was like well let's check and like let's make sure that he's breached because i don't know he could have flipped i've still been doing things in the last couple of days so of course they take the ultrasound out and they have a look and they're like yep he's still breached so we recommend a c-section like and like that's just the route that they're gonna go it's what makes them the most comfortable right mm-hmm. we could do we could do a breach vaginal delivery in the hospital the major concern with it is um that if his feet come through first and then his butt or butt and yeah right that comes yeah. through first yeah. the largest part to come through is the head yeah and they're worried about the head rupturing the scar from this from the c-section years ago Mm-hmm. that's the major concern for them like the mm-hmm. head getting stuck um <laughs> knowing what i know and like my intuition i feel like i could have done it mm-hmm. i feel like it would have been totally fine mm-hmm. i probably could have done it here at home <laughs> not called and just done it myself mm-hmm. like i really do i really do feel that way um but i I didn't want to bring him into the world in a room full of people that were scared, Mm -hmm. in a room full of people that were unsure. Mm -hmm. I didn't want, I needed a full team of people that were sure and ready and like, let's do this. Yeah. If that had been the energy in the room, I think it would have gone off that hitch. I think it would have been fine. Yeah. I didn't have that. And so like as a mom, it's funny, it's making me emotional as a mom you care yeah about the energy for the the baby that's like priority number one yeah so i was like this isn't if i fight for what i believe is possible yeah i'm going to create an environment that is not peaceful for him yeah so i don't have that option yeah so i chose peace yeah for him over my own wishes my own um hopes dreams visualizations fuck the amount of times i visualized what i wanted didn't happen (laughs) um so yeah just looking into the eyes of all these doctors and these people that what they believe is best right which is like a very controlled you know, C-section environment for them. It makes them all the most comfortable. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm the one that has to deal with the recovery and the shittiness that follows from this. Yeah. That sucks. I've done it before and I hate it, you know? Yeah. But like, I am choosing that over bringing him into a room full of people that are scared. Yeah. I don't want that for him. So, um, you know, having the conversation with the doctor, they had the papers like right there. <laughs> they were excited slowly like you were there yeah like they're like and so if you just want to sign right here like they're just like 
I do want to say here's, here's the pen. I do want to say like I'm going to be devil's advocate just a little bit. They weren't. They were very all very kind. Of course, they, they were, were all very sweet. They weren't. Their intentions are the purest of the pure. Yeah, this is I don't my want point. it to be like they were all you know mischievous grinning. And, That's not what I'm saying at no, all. I know. I just want to like. Clarify I just want to say that because it's that wasn't the vibe the vibe was no of course it supportive was... and but they were very excited because yeah. <laughs> it takes five seconds and we're yeah. done and you have a baby and yeah, everything like, works out they're like you can meet your baby in less than an hour yeah like, you know there's yeah. no pushing there's no fear there's no stress there's no pain it's just here's your so baby easy <laughs> baby express and i'm like i don't want that you know hello mickey here I'm going to interrupt the show for a brief moment to let you in on something that I've been developing on my journey. If you've been listening for some time, you know that I've been tapping into something that I can't even explain. From my meditation practice, I used to involuntarily shake, sway, write circles on paper, and more recently receive messages from source. It started with free writing in my journal and has led to channeling really personal and powerful messages for those closest to me. And let me tell you, these messages have been life-changing. Yeah, I can speak to that. It was a couple of months ago when I walked into the office. Mickey was in front of her laptop and I said, Mickey, I would like a channeled message. I had watched her give several different messages to our close family and friends and even to people that she had met online. And I saw that they were life-changing and I was like, I'm ready to have one of these life-changing moments. The experience was amazing. It was about an hour long. Uh, There was a lot of tears. I had a major breakthrough. It just gave me a lot of clarity. And I knew that it wasn't coming from her because she was speaking to things that she didn't even know about. And through that, I... I came up with a new strategy, a new way of operating in my business. And from there, a whole new journey opened up for me. So yeah, they really are life-changing. Oh, thanks, Sam. The interesting thing about all of this is that you actually have this ability. You do, trust me. But sometimes you get in your own way of being able to listen to your higher self, which is where I come in. With an hour session with me, I will tap into your energy ask your higher self what you need to hear and then deliver that message back to you. If you're someone who is seeking clarity in their life right now, you're not sure which way to turn or what to do next, these readings are for you. Sign up for a channeled message with me today at ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. That's ourmanifestationjourney.com slash Mickey Channeling. M-I-C-K-I-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-I-N-G. Your higher self is calling Will you answer? I'm ready when you are. And now back to the show. So, yeah, they were. And they, of course, you know, they don't want the liability. They don't want the risk of, you know, my uterus rupturing and losing the baby and me in distress. And, you know, they know worst case scenario. And that's all they're thinking about. And they're like, they're like potential for a hard road, easy road. They just wanted the easy road. Yeah. They're like, let's just, everyone's just, you know, and 
yeah. So that was strange. So I'm like, okay, I signed this and I'm like signing it. I'm pretty sure I said, what the fuck as I'm signing it. Yeah. Like I was just like, what the fuck is happening? And like, I don't even know what their reactions were, but I didn't care. I was just looking at you and Mace, like what is going no, I on? I think that they, I genuinely feel like they were like, we know this sucks for you. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they were, I think they were sensitive to it. I don't think that they were insensitive. Yeah. I think they were sensitive to it. Uh, you know yeah they're like we know this sucks for you yeah we get it it sucks you didn't want this no you know and what's really crazy what we all kept saying was um it we got there at two (laughs) (laughs) we're all having these conversations like let's bring in the ultrasound let's see where the position of where the baby is we're having a conversation that lasted an hour and it was super calm to the floor. It was like nobody was on it. Like it was like there's pl- plenty of staff. Yeah. You know, like it was just the most chill space. Super chill. Your contractions weren't crazy. No. So we were in a room for an hour talking. Mm-hmm. How, how soon can we have this C-section? Like how yeah. soon? And they said, you can hold your baby in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so baby we will be in your, in your arms in an hour. <laughs> so the baby would be there at four. Mm-hmm. We're like, yep. Like this is expedited like it's just well especially in comparison to the first two labors yeah. like which were so dramatic yeah and like you know like yeah. <laughs> passing me gatorade passing me water like mason doing acupressure like it was yeah. just so eventful yeah and this was just all of us chilling in a room and i'm having chill. like mild cramps and yeah super chill vibe just like what is going on all clear level-headed conversations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm lucid. <laughs> I, and it was a full team of women. Yeah. And I know you're going to talk about this, like mm-hmm. the wishes that you yeah. expressed. Yeah. You're like, okay, so we are going to do this. And yeah. then, the, and they were really kind about saying like, what, how can we make this experience? Like, we know that you don't want this, Yeah. but how can we make this experience good for yeah. you? Yeah. And yeah, I think, but we were all, when we were all in the room together, like three of us, just looking at each other, like, so your water breaks at one and you're going to hold the baby at four. Yeah. Like three hours. We were on the island an hour ago. Like it was just so fast. Yeah. Without any drama. Drama. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. Yeah. And there were, I wasn't, I didn't cry or anything. Like, I, I it was just, like, I was in, like, you, mom mode. Yeah, Like, you were I was fine. just, like, okay. Yes. Like, and they you were, like, like but okay, this yeah, is what we're going to do. This, 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 okay. Yeah. What the fuck? This is what we're going to do. This is crazy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, walk, I walked, um, I think I walked to the, the uh, OR. Yeah. Yeah. I just walked there. I got up on the table. And it was really, it was actually really such a vastly different experience to my first c-section because mm-hmm. that one was extremely rushed mm-hmm. it was aggressive it was um and like an emergency so it felt like an urgent yes and it was the result i just remember there being a lot of men yeah and none of whom were talking to me mm-hmm. and i had w- the anesthesiologist giving me an epidural during a contraction and it was the, one of the most painful things i've ever experienced um, and no one there to like support me. Mm-hmm. Like it just felt like a whirlwind of, yeah. and it, I felt like a number or like an animal, like it mm-hmm. was not humanized at all. Mm-hmm. It was very like, get her in, get her out. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but this experience was vastly different. <laughs> I'm going to try not to get emotional again. Um, the midwife was so supportive. Yeah. She knew what I'd been through with George. So yeah. she was like, it's like I had this feeling from her that she was just like over my dead body. She's having that experience again. Right. And she wasn't even there. Like she wasn't even my midwife at that time. But yeah. she just knows what I've been through. Yeah. So she was like, she, if you could picture me sitting on the bed with my knees off of, you know, my legs hanging. She, she had her hands on my knees mm-hmm. and she was just like staring like mm-hmm. into my eyes and mm-hmm. like I couldn't even look back at her because it was so kind of intense but she's just like I'm here and she's like I'm not going anywhere you mm-hmm. know like she was just like right there and so you know a contraction came and she was like no hold it because the anesthesiologist was there also a woman um and she was like okay no problem and she waited and then the contraction ended and then they put the the drip in the, my back and it didn't it didn't hurt like it it barely pinched like mm-hmm. it was like such a crazy vastly different mm-hmm. experience than the first time yeah um and sorry just um in the room when we were having that conversation for an hour you basically told the team what your your past experience was yeah and I know I kind of already said this, but I just want to say, like, I think this is a really important part of the story because you got to air your grievances and you got to correct and heal yeah. something that happened in your past. I got to redo it. You got to redo it. Yeah. And it maybe it wasn't like your dream ideal situation, but you got to be in that creative process with that right. as much as you possibly could. Right. And everybody that was there was like... We want to make this happen for you. Yeah, they like, were they respected it. And yeah. My words were calm, peace, like serenity. Like I wanted it to be as peaceful as, a, as an environment as I could control for him to come into. And I, I told, so Alicia was our main midwife and then we had a midwife student. Uh, her name's Zoe. Um, and she later afterwards, she came to me, she was like, I was in charge of uh, peace. Oh, <laughs> She's really? like, it was really peaceful. Like oh, she was, like, I was in charge of peace. Yeah, like she was that like the cutest. That was her like. Ever. <laughs> Hi, I'm the care bearer responsible yeah. for peace. <laughs> like she was, yeah. She was like, it was my job to make sure that the the way the baby was removed was peaceful. Because wow. I told them like last time it was aggressive. I remember the tugging on my stomach and like the way they just kind of pulled him out. And yeah. he came out and he was really upset. Like. George was born with with a frown on his face. And that scarred me. Like, I was like, this is not how this is supposed to go down. Like, the baby's supposed to be peaceful. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted. I'm like, as long as the energy in the room is peaceful, that's my goal here. Can you do as peaceful of a delivery as you possibly can? Yeah. Um, And they did. Like, it was, well, and it was the room full of women, which was blowing my mind a little bit. Um, and if, I don't know if anyone's ever had a C-section before, if you're listening, but it's, it's a weird, (laughs) yeah, no shit. It's a very strange (laughs) experience. Um, your arms are flat, kind of like, like you're in the Christ position. (laughs) Um, and it's cold. Like the drugs that they're putting into you are cold. Yes. So you're shaking. Mm -hmm. You're like, 
like mm-hmm. uncont- like teeth chattering, yeah, like like shaking until and right until they're about to actually operate, and then they they blow. They have this plastic bag over top of your arms, yeah, and your chest, mm-hmm. um, and they fill it with hot air. I was gonna say to keep you warm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they've got like that, and then of course the sheets up, so you can't see anything. Thank God. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> and then the anesthesiologist is constantly checking in, like, okay, they're going to do a test here. Can you feel that? Mm-hmm. Does that that's supposed to be really cold? Can you feel that? And I'm like, no. And she's like, okay, good. She's like, you can feel something. And I'm like, yes. And she's like, but it's supposed to be really cold. I'm like, I can't feel anything. So like, those are the tests, right? She's mm-hmm. constantly checking in mm-hmm. and she, she had a great sense of humor and she was, everyone was super chill. Yeah. Like it was just like another day at the office, right? Yes. Like it's just old hat for all these people. Yeah. Um, and then my wishes were as, the, as soon as he's born, I wanted him on my chest yes. and they're like, we have to, so she, Alicia explained this really well. She's like, um, when babies are born via C-section and not through the vaginal canal, they don't get the liquid squeezed out of their lungs. Yeah. So like, which makes sense. So she's like, they might not cry right away. So she's like, I don't want you to be worried. Like, it'll be fine. Just know that we have to check and make sure that the fluid is out of their lungs before they sit on your chest. And I was like, okay, that sounds fair. Anyway, she's like, I'm going to get the baby to you as soon as possible. As soon as I possibly can. I'm going to have the baby on your chest. And I'm like, okay. And then <laughs> I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my God my bra is on I can't he's not going to be able to sit it's defeats the purpose the skin to skin defeats the purpose if I don't have if I have my bra on so they're all like okay we got this so they're like pulling my gown down and I have this purse I think it was the anesthesiologist like hands underneath me unhooking my bra <laughs> she's like I've never done this before for another woman <laughs> in this situation she's like I don't want to do this though I wear a bra but like this is weird and so they had to like, you know, unhook my arms and it was still attached to an IV. So I had the bra hanging from my, oh my arm God. when he was born because I couldn't <laughs> take it off. But like that kind of thoughtfulness, yes. you know, it wasn't like a bunch of boys in there being like, who cares? You right. know, they were just like, okay, we're going to take your bra off because it means the world to you right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like yeah. Whatever it takes. And granted this whole time, Alicia's holding my hand. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment too. again, if you've been listening to this show for any period of time, um, there was a moment where I'm laying on the table, right? And anytime I'm laying on a table like that, if you've heard this show, I had this moment where I could have gone into a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was just this like anxiety that was starting to take over Mm -hmm. of like, I don't want to be here. I don't like this. You know, they're going to, I don't know what they're doing down there. Oh my God, I can't feel my legs, right? Like that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was starting to go and I was just, I just squeezed her hand so tight and she just squeezed it back so tight. Like Aww. she's just like right there, right? And she's like, I got you. It's okay. And I was like, then I'm like, okay, I need you to like talk or something. Like I need to, and I'm shaking the whole time, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's like yeah. really unpleasant, <laughs> really unpleasant. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm like trying to talk to her and then... Then I started really deeply moving into heart coherence. Mm. So I was taking a lot of deep breaths Mm -hmm. and like visualizing my heart. And then I was visualizing my heart space like glowing and expanding. Mm. And then I moved that energy down to him. Mm. And I decided, I was like, I want to surround him in this bubble of love and safety 
even as he's being removed from me, that bubble is around him. Mm. So it's like he has a barrier. He has this like cloak of love. Mm -hmm. So no matter where he is in the room, he's fine. Mm -hmm. And he will end up on my chest and Mm -hmm. he'll feel the love. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was focusing on. I was just like heart, heart, baby, heart, baby, heart, head, baby. Like just that energy, just keeping that flowing and then holding her hand. And she had to leave for a second. She's like, I'm going to let go of your hand. I'll be right back. It's only going to be fear for you. Like she knew that I was like, you are my lifeline right now. Um, but it went on for a bit long because the doctors got stuck in another, um, surgery in another, uh, C-section. Yeah. So we're waiting and we're waiting. It's just like, you know, and I'm like, I just want this to be over. Like, you know, I'm in here, I'm ready for surgery. I'm just like, ugh, like it's taking too long. We're at this point now. I'm like, can we just get it over with? Um, and then, so the doctors came in and then they brought Mason in. They, they have this down to a science. Like they're like, it's like orchestration. They're like ready. A dance. Like doctors came in, Mason's allowed in. And yes. then within, I think Hugh was here in like four minutes or okay, something. Okay. Yeah. And I can attest to this because I. Did you see him go in? No. Oh. So what happened was we were in a room together having those conversations. Like, what do you want? How do you want this C-section to go? And all right. those things. And you set up, right? I was there for that. And then when you went to the OR, I had to go out into the waiting room. Right. So I was out there for an hour or so. Yeah. I didn't realize that Mason was out waiting too. Like we were separated. And he... Um, was like, I'm going in now? Yeah. So yeah. he, we were... I realized, I'm like, oh, you're not... Because he texted... I'm like, oh, you're not in the room yet. He's like, no. And so we were kind of texting back and forth. And then he's like, okay, I'm going in now. Right. And then 20 minutes later, he texts me and he says, born 404. And I look at the clock, it's 424. Right. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) like, that's how fast. You got in the room and four minutes later, he was there? Yeah. Like four minutes? Yeah. They were so fast that was insane yeah he walked in because that's like 359 i'll i'm going in <laughs> 404 he's born I'm like jesus he yeah. sat in the chair baby was there i was it was crazy that's insane and like listening to them talk they're just like okay like are you prepped are you good still good to go yep anesthesiologist good yep good to go okay dad comes in he came in sat down i'm like oh my god and like side note he came in and his like natural smell, like he kissed me and I was instantly relaxed. I stopped shaking. Wow. I was just at peace. Wow. Like it was just, it's amazing. Yeah. Like they're so smart to let that person in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like obviously dad wants to be there, but like yeah. for me, yeah. like it was just like, <sighs> like you're here. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you need to keep, you just need to keep kissing me. Like, just let's just keep, just keep it coming. <laughs> and he was like laughing. He's like, okay. He's like trying to talk to me and like trying to keep my mind off of it. Right. And he's yeah. just like, we are going to have a baby in T minus. Yeah. Like, I know he's, he's almost here. He's almost here. Um, and yeah, then I could feel, I could feel the gen, very gentle mm. push. Like from the top, I felt them start from the top of my abdomen and slowly push. I love and this. I know. I love this. <laughs> it's so different than last time. Like, <laughs> I just love this. And then so they much. pulled him out and he was chill. Hmm. Right? I'm like, what does this say? Like, this makes me want to cry. Yeah. Because I'm like, what a fucking difference. Yeah. 
like and night like, and day. So for my last one. So good. Yeah. Like like intentional. Like right time Chad. Like yeah. I know, right? Like yeah. it just feels good. Yeah. To be able to express what you want and for other people to, to listen take it seriously. and take it seriously yeah. and be like, we understand that this matters to you, so it matters to us. Right. And we're gonna take care of you. Yeah. Like ugh. Yeah. And so that's what so good. That's what Zoe was doing. She said, I I witnessed how the baby was taken out and she was like it was very gentle and I was like that's awesome you did like, a great job yeah <laughs> and uh yeah and then they came and they like they lifted him up and they pulled the little curtain down and you could see his face and he was just like <gasps> like peace like he was just like chilling like eyes closed hey <laughs> and he'd cried like as soon as they brought him out we heard him cry so we're mm-hmm. like okay like baby's here baby's good baby's alive you know like baby's breathing but he it cried for like a second you know his little cry yeah right it was like yeah. that like just a quick little and of course as soon as you hear it can't see him as soon as you hear it it's waterworks yeah like both Mason and I am like oh my god oh my god like there's it, a baby he's here. friggin' here you know and <laughs> yeah like he um yeah they pulled the thing down and it looked just like Mason's grandpa and I was like <laughs> oh my god that's like a Spitting, spitting, splitting, splitting, splitting image of Mason's grandpa. Spitting? I don't know. Okay. Um, you, know, you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. We'll Google it later. Um, and so, yeah. And they took him over and it was Alicia that, that took him, which made me, again, I have comfort in that. Like mm-hmm. she's been on this journey with us. And so I saw her walk over to the table with him and she was back over to me in like a minute, maybe. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, wasn't long. Um, and then because my arms are flat, <laughs> right? Like my arms are, and they're kind of, they're not tied down, but there's like wires and stuff. Right. So you can't bring your arms around. Right. So yeah. they're like, okay, we're going to help you do skin to skin now. So they like, you know, pulled my dressing down and put him right on my chest and they, they just held him there. <laughs> like they're like, we got you, you know, yeah. like, so I was able to put my arm up, but they were like, we're support. Mm-hmm. And so they just stayed with me. So it takes like, I think it's like half an hour, 40 minutes for them to sew you back up. Right. Which is good. Like, I'm like, take your time. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Right. Like less scarring and whatever. Um, plus he's here. So it's just like, I don't know, whatever. You're, you, yeah. You're focused on other things. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, yeah. And he was like, like chill you know mm-hmm. he was just and this is okay this is what's funny about it because <laughs> my previous labor with charles like he screamed at me for the first hour of his life yeah. do you remember this yes, i do he was like ah, 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 like like just like and i was like how do i calm this child down <laughs> like he, it was so was like, intense i've been born yeah oh my god you don't know what i just i've been born, born. <laughs> All these bright lights. This is the worst. Like he was intense. Yeah, which is funny because he's still like that. He's very loud. Yeah. He's a very loud child, yeah. and that's how he entered the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, Hugh has just been. Oh, and this is the first time you've said his name. It's the second time, actually. Oh, you said it before. I said it. So I'll just yes. Yeah. So Hugh Robert Pike was born at four o four on January fifteenth, um, three weeks early. Dear God, he weighed six pounds, seven ounces. Um, you can hear him mm. actually in the background. Um, yeah, so it uh, it went as well as it could go. Yeah, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then it was all about 
kind of recovery after that, right? Like mm -hmm. they went into the labor and delivery ward and, you know, they have you, they want you up and moving the next afternoon. Mm -hmm. So he's born at 404. So they're like, okay, 12 hours, you mm -hmm. got to get up and like walk. And you're just like, what? I have to do what? Like, it just, it sounds so daunting mm -hmm. and it's not fun. Like it's, it's painful, mm -hmm. you know, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. Right. And they do give you lots of like meds, but it is just Tylenol and Advil. Like yeah. they're not, you know, they yeah. do have a narcotic that you can take. Yeah. Um, I think I took it once in the hospital, but they send you home with it. I haven't had to take it since I've been home, mm -hmm. which is insane. Um, but yeah, it's like Tylenol and Advil. They're like, that's all you need. Mm -hmm. Get up 12 hours later, walk around the room. <laughs> like, what? Uh -huh. Like, it's so bananas. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we were, so we just spent the one night in the hospital and then they said I was recovering really well and they sent me home the next day. Um, it was kind of fun to have the family all coming in and like, we didn't post anything about it right away or like, we didn't want to tell anybody via text. So like, you know, Mason's parents came over and we weren't like, you know, this is his name and this is what time he was born. Like, we didn't want to tell them that way because mm -hmm. George and Charles, everyone was there for that. And we're like, mm -hmm. that's not fair that Hugh has, like, we're introducing Hugh via text. Like, we're not doing that. Um, so that was fun where everybody was coming over. And so we had like one day where it was still a secret. Mm -hmm. And then the next day when we were going home, there's a couple of people we wanted to call and then we put it on social media and of course the news breaks and it is normalized in our culture to spend money on birthdays weddings and funerals but why don't we invest in our labor the most intense magical life-altering spiritual event of a woman's life think about it this should be treated like the miracle that it is you wouldn't just start running a marathon on the day of the race, would you? No, you would prepare your mind and body for this physical and intense event. Labor is exactly the same thing. Mickey here, if you didn't guess already. As you are probably aware, I am currently pregnant with my third baby boy. So yes, that means I have had the pleasure of birthing my two sons, George, who is four, and Charles, who is turning three very soon. And yes, you heard me right. I said pleasure. Both of my labors were actually pleasurable because of this amazing program. I am so excited to introduce it to you. The program is called Love Your Labor. When I initially heard the name of this program, I thought it was nuts, but it turns out I actually genuinely loved both of my labors. And I know that sounds crazy, but I'm actually looking forward to doing it again. I know, just like, let me explain. The creator of Love Your Labor program, Corinne Brown, was a naturopathic doctor and a doula before she started her online business, Brown Roots Love. After having three boys of her own and being on the front lines in labor and delivery, Corinne has created an incredible program for giving you everything you need to have an enjoyable, empowered, and beautiful labor experience. Not only does she give you practical ways to prepare your mind and body, but she even has a module to help manifest, like manifest your ideal labor conditions complete with meditations and visualizations. How perfect is that? 
I have used this program twice before and Mason and I will be using it again this time around. Love Your Labor taught me how to physically prepare my body, how to handle contractions with breathing patterns, acupressure points, and even put myself in positions where Mason could help. He was absolutely integral to my laboring process. He was able to actually cut my pain in half with a specific technique that she teaches you. With knowledge on how my hormones work, I was able to progress my labor quickly, both times, which actually blew my midwives' minds. (laughs) They were like stunned on how much I knew and how quickly I progressed in both of my labors. I was so educated about how labor works that I could communicate clearly to my team what I wanted and genuinely enjoy the entire experience. It absolutely changed my life. With Love Your Labor, you get six modules, one for labor prep, partner prep, breastfeeding, birth prep, how to overcome obstacles, birth manifestation, and protocols for everything you can think of, like natural induction, medical induction, epidural relief, cesarean relief, VBAC support, and so much more. You deserve to have a beautiful birth experience. For me personally, it's the most spiritual experience I've ever had in my life. And investing in your knowledge, confidence, and mindset now will not only improve your personal experience, but it will energetically support the new little soul that has chosen you as a gateway into this physical world. Whether you want to have this baby at home or in the hospital, this program will give you everything you need to make informed decisions about your labor. That's the key to having a beautiful labor process. You need to be educated and informed. You need to feel empowered going in. Make your birth experience something to treasure for years to come and purchase Love Your Labor today. And for you, OMJ listener, make sure to enter the code OMJ for $100 off your purchase. Yes, you heard me right. $100 off if you type in the code OMJ. Just use the links in the show notes and it'll direct you to exactly where you need to go. Sending you and your little one all of my love, Mickey. And now back to the show. Yeah, so it's, what day is it today? Today is the 27th, so it's, what is that? 10, 12 days later. Yeah. Yeah. So he's 12 days old. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really fortunate, like, to be here and to be able to just heal mm-hmm. in my bed, like, with all of you guys here helping, like, mm-hmm taking care of the kids and putting George on the bus and making them supper. And I've just been able to eat and well, sleep. Yeah. Not really (laughs) sleep as much as one can sleep, um, with a newborn, but yeah, it's, it's been, um, I, that hasn't been lost on me. Like how luxurious that is. Yeah. How privileged that is Mm -hmm. to have the, um, ability to just be mm-hmm. and heal. Um, but even with all of that, right, even with all of that support, it's actually, it's incredible to me the flux of emotion and thoughts and like the just the postpartum shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like such a trip, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just so 
one minute you're like holding the baby and you've just never been more in love. Like you're just like, oh my God, like this is just epic. And then the next, it's just like all of these feelings of lo- just low feelings. Like you're just kind of, well, you're beat. Yeah. Right. Cause you're up every two hours, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So you're not sleeping well. And yeah. With a C-section, the baby is removed, but your body doesn't get to do the natural progression of hormones. So it's like, wait, there was a baby and now there's not. And it's like this clusterfuck of dysregulation, right? And your body is just Mm -hmm. like, I don't know what's going on. Um, So there's that. And then all the stuff that goes along with it, like the pain Mm -hmm. and bleeding and breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Like the first, I would say, couple of days Mm -hmm. when they first latch, it feels like a bee sting Mm -hmm. on your nipple. Like think about that. Mm -hmm. If you've never breastfed before, that is what it feels like. Mm -hmm. And you're you like attach the bee to yourself. So you know what's coming and they're crying and they're hungry and they're ravenous. Right. So like, you know, they come at you and you're just like, here we go. And then you're just like, you know, and I don't want it to be traumatic for him. Mm -hmm. Right. I want it to be a pleasant experience for him, but I'm like dying. Mm -hmm. So that plus the C-section plus, you know, all of it, like every time you go to the bathroom, if you have to go pee, your bladder slowly grows and is pushing up against your uterus. Mm-hmm. But when it's deflating, when you're like peeing, mm-hmm. your your bladder goes down. But that it feels like someone is like punching your uterus, like it's so sore, like wow. just bruise, 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 bruise. Wow! So every time you go to the bathroom, you have to deal with that. <laughs> it's just like, and then it's the same when you anytime like you're passing gas, it's the same. Like it's everything is just swollen in there, right? Right. Yeah. So you're like, there's just so much going on yeah. and you have no sleep. And then you're like feeling guilty because you're not spending any time with your other two kids. Yeah. Right. Who All they want to do is play and be around you. Yeah. But it's too much energy and too like, they're just so rambunctious. And I'm like, you're going to hurt me or the baby, you know, yeah. like it's just such a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. Obviously all wrapped up in this literal bundle of joy. So it's just, it's so what's the word like unstable or something yeah i'd say like one of those things is enough to madden anybody yeah but then you pile all of them like if you said okay here's your baby you have to feed the baby every two hours around the clock like you're not gonna sleep yeah that that's enough yeah oh and 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 (laughs) and 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 yeah. and 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 I'm and, one of the lucky ones. And you're like, okay, well, this is crazy. <laughs> and I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like of all the women in the world having babies, I mm-hmm. would say I'm in the top one percent of mm-hmm. my situation. So like, yeah. you know, everything is fine. <sighs> like yeah. I'm in no position to complain. That's for sure. And I don't even know if that's what this is. It's just more like a documentation. Yeah. Of the shit show. That yeah. happens yeah. after having a baby. Yeah. Um, and that, that was one of the other hurdles, too. Because he was born three weeks early, we were dealing with um, more susceptibility to jaundice for him. And he lost 10% of his birth weight. So mm-hmm. it's just been, they, they're taking it even more seriously to get his weight back up. So we've had to supplement with formula, mm-hmm. which was a battle in itself for me. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, Ugh, Why? You know, like, just leave him. He's fine. He can grow. He can grow from my breast milk. It's fine. 
but I was, you know, killing myself around the clock and couldn't feed him fast enough. And they were saying that his eating was burning more calories than he was intaking. Mm. So they're like, just for your own sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the other midwife on the team. She was like, you just need a little more sleep, I think. So she's like, just do yourself a favor and give him one ounce of formula after you feed him. So he'll still be full of your breast milk, but like just give him a, just top him up a little bit and it'll help you both. So I finally surrendered to that too. So that was like the theme really, right? (laughs) Of this whole birth story, this whole experience was surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, With the notion, with the idea that it's not my call. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want that to sound disempowering. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's not your call. Like you don't get to decide. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, but like, you know, it's like the same when people ask the question, can you manifest for other people? Yeah. No, you can't. Mm -hmm. You can wish them well. You can visualize things for them and you can hope that things work out for them. But you have zero control over someone else's life and story and journey. And that's how I feel about the miscarriage. That's how I feel about Hugh's arrival here. Like, I'm like, same with George. I'm like, if I had known it with George, though, I wouldn't have been so hard on myself (laughs) because I was really, I, that was the whole experience was really traumatic and then I was really angry with my body and I was resentful and I was like, I went through this shit with that whole experience. But this time I was like, not my call. Yeah. Your call. Yeah. I tried. (laughs) I did. I held up my end of the bargain. Like Mm -hmm. I tried to give you a very peaceful and serene home birth experience with candles and love and cuddleness (laughs) and you know, like that's what I wanted. And he was like, no, I'm <laughs> good. You I know, want to go down the tunnel. Yeah, I'm not really into the whole squeezing thing. So, uh, I could just be peacefully taken from my slumber. Yeah. And then put with you. No labor for you, mom. Yeah. No work for dad. Dad didn't even break a sweat. Right. You know, like the last two, he worked hard. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. It was just like, okay, my water breaks and three hours later he's here. Yeah. And no one had to do any work. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, see, this is easier. (laughs) You're like, okay. It's just not what I wanted. Like, I'm sitting on the the operating table and I'm looking at Alicia and I'm just like, (sighs) like, I just look at her and she's like, I know. I was like, this isn't part of the plan. And she's like, I know. She's like, you're one of the weird ones that like loves labor. Like, (laughs) I love labor. I'm so sad right now. Mm -hmm. She's like, (laughs) she's laughing. She's like, you're so weird. But I'm like, I I love it, though, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I, like, I'm sure there's a part of me even still down the road that's going to mourn the loss of this because mm-hmm. it's just something I wanted so badly. You know, sorry, I just had this thought that we have to mention this. Um, obviously, when you told when Mason texted me the time of his birth, I'm like, oh, my gosh, what is he? Is he been designed? Design? Yeah, of right? course. So, me, too. I was like right away. Yeah. Like they said the time and I was like, I can't wait to look this up on my phone. <laughs> like my hands are like my hands are literally tied. And I'm like, like, OK, yeah, but what the moment I'm like, what can someone pull out their phone? Up? What's this human design? Like, yeah. yeah, I know. So he's a generator. Yes. He's a five one. Five one. Yeah. So I looked up the five one and on Jenna Zoe's site, she has a name for the combinations. Mm-hmm. So each number has a, an archetype or name, mm-hmm. but she has like a name archetype for the combinations. Right. So you're easy breezy genius. Yeah. 
I'm royal authority figure. Right. And he is the challenge solver. I know. Which I love because he's like, I'm breach, right? So we're having a C-section and it's going to be peaceful as fuck. <laughs> and, and then he's like, oh I'm God. also a preemie challenge. Yeah. And we're going to do breast milk, but we're also going to do formula because that's easier. You right. get more sleep. Right. And I get, you know, like a milkshake every night. Right. So <laughs> challenge solved. Like he's... He's already doing things his way. He's been yeah. here for 12 days. Right. You He's know, like, problem. I solve it. Problem. Yeah. I solve it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's like, I know it's not how you want to do it, but it's mine's easier way. Yeah. For so, me. So funny. So <laughs> it's funny. easier for me. Right. <laughs> I don't care what your plans are, mom. Yeah. Like this is the lesson of parenthood, right? Like you have an idea of how things are going to go, of how, mm-hmm. who your kids are going to be or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they show up and they're like, you're cute. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. Why do you think you have any semblance of control over my journey? You don't. Yeah. Right. So that surrender was like such a huge theme mm. in the entire birth story. Mm. Um, yesterday, I'm going to sort of wrap this up here shortly, but yesterday was a low day for me. Um, hormonally, everything. I was just like, it's like, a, you know, the cartoon drawings, the cloud over your head. That was me yeah. for yesterday. And I was able to hop in the bath and then I just felt like this surge to like make a reel out of it. So I did. I created this reel about postpartum and what it looks like. So if you're not following us on Instagram, you can go have a look on that. Um, I can put it in the show notes too. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I was sitting in the tub and then I had this feeling come over me and it was this, this like overwhelming sense of relief Mm. and it was because after the miscarriage I had this feeling of insecurity, doubt Um, I was just praying he was healthy Yeah, that I could make it to the end of the pregnancy Mm -hmm. it was fear there was a lot of fear with this pregnancy even though I was like it was with the other two I never thought about it Mm-hmm. But after the miscarriage, I had doubt. It was like, well, shit could happen at any time. Mm-hmm. It could be he gets here and he's not he's not here. You know, like I, I have to brace myself for that potential. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was like, you know, in the tub and it was just like this like release of I don't have to think like that anymore. Mm. You know, my body did a great job. And it's retired now, (laughs) you know, like we can set her out to pasture. She's good. (laughs) Uterus did your job, you know, like we're done. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I still have a lifetime of periods and menopause and all that shit to go through. But I'm like, there's this overwhelming relief of it's over. over You're done. It's over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we. She did a great job, you know, like <laughs> you did, you did good. Um, and that, you know, obviously again, ultimately it isn't up to me what his soul decides for the body he chooses and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an overwhelming sense of it's over. Yeah. There's a lot of comfort in that too. Nice. Yeah. It's so nice. I think that's all I wanted to say about all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know what to say for a takeaway even with this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
surrender, you know, particularly to things that are out of your control. Right. And recognizing that it is out of your control Mm -hmm. and think particularly with other people. Like I was having this conversation earlier with someone today and it's just this concept that we rely so much on our external world to make us happy. Yeah. But when we do that, we relinquish our control. Like we relinquish our happiness. Yeah. Because we can't control the outside world. Like this is what's confusing about manifestation because you're like, yes, well, I was, manifesting here. I was visualizing and yeah. I was doing all the things and I was meditated every day and I was like mm-hmm. doing all the things that they say to do to be in control yes. of your birth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it went to shit. Yeah. Everything went out the window. The moment yeah. I was on the ferry, I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, that's over. Yeah. Which I'm mourning the loss of that too. Right. Like I'm like, wow, I suck at this manifestation stuff. <laughs> 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 right. Like instantly you're like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. But ultimately, it's not up to me, mm-hmm. right? Particularly when you're dealing with working with another soul. Yes. One that has more power, by the way. Yeah. Their infinite consciousness, yeah. you know, coming in here. Like so, infinite, like, yeah, intelligence. Infinite yeah. intelligence, the universe, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. one with infinite intelligence mm-hmm. before entering the body, mm-hmm. right? As they emerge from you. So, like, they have more power than you do. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're you're on the physical plane here. Once they're in their body, it's a bit of a different story. You have some semblance of control, but really ultimately it's their journey regardless. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, that's yeah. that's a tough lesson to to learn yeah. when you think like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, for me anyway, it's uh yeah, it's not up to me. And I just feel like these experiences that I've had with with all of my labors is it's for my highest good, mm-hmm. right? I don't understand that fully yet. Mm-hmm. I've made my peace with, I'd say, like 80% of it. <laughs> you know, like I've done, I've come so far from the first time. Yeah. Um, and my experience was obviously night and day. Yeah. So I feel like there's less to recover from. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, But yeah, it's obviously the experience is for my greatest good. Yeah. I really do believe that. Yeah. And that that, those lessons will reveal themselves over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I don't know. We'll get to know Hugh Mm. and it'll start to make more and more sense, Mm -hmm. right? How we arrived, like with Charles, it's hilarious that he came into this world screaming (laughs) and he's so loud. We have a shirt for him that's what is an inside voice. Like he literally doesn't understand the concept. So it's just funny Mm -hmm. how the birth stories seem to match the personality of the soul. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this lesson will, these lessons will keep emerging as Mm -hmm. he keeps growing. Yeah. And becoming. Yeah. He seems to be good at solving problems. He's, He's very chill, baby. Yeah. Very powerfully persuasive yeah chill kid calm and with human design which i find fascinating is all three boys have a five yeah in their profile yeah fascinating to me Mm -hmm. george is a five uh, manifesting generator and he's a two five Mm -hmm. charles is a generator and he's a five two Mm -hmm. and hugh is a generator and he's a five one Mm -hmm. They're, they all have a semblance of like leadership mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which sounds like it might be a bit of a nightmare when there's three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How am I going to help them grow and foster them yeah. into leaders when they are all wanting to lead? Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Anyway, I just got a notification on my phone that it's time to feed Hugh. So okay. I, we have to go. Thank you, listener, for listening this long into the birth story it was it's a long story but it's a good one Mm -hmm. i think it's filled with lots of lessons and i hope that you were able to take something away from it ideally that if you are dealing with any other soul on this planet just know it's not up to you Mm -hmm. you know you you're in control of you Mm -hmm. the way you see the world the way you show up your thoughts if you can tap into that heart coherence i would highly recommend doing that (laughs) as much as you possibly can because it did help me a ton um but yeah just know that it's not your call. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it there. Sound good? Sounds good. Sweet. Um, I don't even know what the update is right now with OMJ. <laughs> like, I don't know either. Because this baby through, like we were, like he was born on the Sunday mm-hmm. or on the Sunday, Sunday morning at yeah. 4 a.m. And then we were, sp- I was supposed to be teaching on Monday and Tuesday. And of course yeah. that went out the window. So yeah. we still have yet to teach those two classes. Yeah. So I mean, classes. you still could kind of, you could sign up, you could show up for those two classes. Yeah. When we announced the dates on those. Yeah. So if you want any um, updates on that, uh, join our, our mailing list. You can do that on our website um, or uh, follow us on Instagram. We'll mm-hmm. put notifications up there too. If you want to be a part of how to live a purpose-driven life, because we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks now, and now this baby is completely thrown a wrench in our plans, but of course, it's not our call. <laughs> not up to us. Part of divine timing. So we're going to roll with it. Um, but yeah, the moment that I'm feeling up for it, we will be teaching those two classes. So you can look out for those. And of course, you can sign up for the ones that already exist. Um, we have the Becoming a Conscious Manifester. Actually, this is being released on Monday. There's a giveaway that's happening with Rochelle. Yeah. Um, you can find details with that on Instagram. So maybe, actually, you know what? Maybe I can do it. I'm going to write in here. I'll put a link in the show notes for that. Yeah. I'm writing in your thing. Is that okay? That's fine. Okay. Um, yeah. So we'll put that in the show notes so you can take a look at it. What is, it's like $3,800 worth of stuff she's giving away. It's pretty crazy. It's intense. And that's US, US that's dollars. US currency. Yeah. So it's like $4,500 worth of giveaway. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. yeah. It's like all these different coaches and teachers and like, it's a lot. (laughs) Like go and have a look at this giveaway because it's really intense. So um, our gift is um, uh, the course, Becoming Conscious Manifestor. So if that's something that you were hoping to get into or think that you want to do, but didn't line up for you financially, this would be a great giveaway to sign up for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's happening. Uh, and then, yeah, you can sign up for it. If you don't want to wait for the giveaway, you just want it. You can sign up for it on our website. Uh, what else you can, there's a combination package you can sign up for becoming a conscious manifester and how to live a a purpose-driven life as a combo if you want the two. And then there's the podcast course that I created. Right. Um, So that's available now too. Yes, that's available on our website if you want to know how to create an aligned podcast. podcast. Mm. I just take you from, just basically everything you need to know to get started to build your own podcast. We also have the Sway Club. And the Sway Club. All of this stuff's in the show notes too. All the links to everything is in the show notes. So just go have fun and explore. Um, Yeah, we'll get back on track here soon. Thank you for being patient with us. 
uh, in our wonky schedule. This baby threw us for a loop. But we'll be back on the regular recording schedule here shortly. Okay, I am going to actually sign off now. Okay. (laughs) As always, we wish each and every one of you a life filled with joy and abundance. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. There are literally millions of podcasts you could be listening to, and you chose ours. So thank you. If there was something that resonated with you today, this is your reminder to share it with someone you know. The whole point of OMJ is to inspire others to design their lives exactly the way they want it to be. No settling, no excuses. Our story can spread faster and farther if you help us out. We also love hearing from you. Send us an email, send us a DM, or screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram. And remember to tag us. We love hearing about your amazing manifestations. If you want more OMJ, visit our website at OurManifestationJourney.com where we have free downloads, our reading list, upcoming events and courses, and even where you can book your channeled session with me. It's delicious. Go check it out. If you want to take this relationship to the next level and be among other souls who are looking to connect, support each other, and evolve their manifestation consciousness, join the OMJ Facebook community. In this group, you will receive exclusive offers and have access to online live events. The music for this podcast is provided by the amazing and generous bonus points. And our sound engineering is crafted by the very talented William Mitchell. As always, we wish you a life filled with joy and abundance. And we will see you next time on Our Manifestation Journey.